Hello, 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 rejects of the nation, and welcome to our season three, episode seven, the penultimate episode of season three of The Boys. Here comes a candle to light you to bed. This is our review and recap of the episode. If you want to come and join us for the reaction highlights, get all those juiciest moments. Those are on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the real rejects. Or if you want to get the full experience with us, come on over to patreon.com slash the real rejects. We've got reactions to the entirety of season three as well as season two of the boys over there in full length format and uh yeah man this season has only gotten better this show has only gotten better and uh uh, very curious to see how this season lands uh where it lands how it winds up uh got a lot of nerves and jitters going into the finale but also very very excited this has been a top-notch season and i hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are anyhow without further ado let's get on to the review Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't believe it. That is insane. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Who's your daddy? (gasps) Wow. Wow. Holy moly, that is a plot twist. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. (laughs) Christ. Whoa. Papa, can you hear me? (laughs) You know, it doesn't have the um, exciting, like, fight factor of, uh, you know, watching Homelander versing you know the butcher huey and, and soldier boy but I, I think i think i like that episode more i think i might have yeah. to, I mean, <laughs> it's further down the spiral uh you know it's interesting uh, they, they've they've mixed in the drama this season in a very interesting way and oh uh, yeah everyone's trying to protect their family today <laughs> yeah it's like it's not as exciting as the hero gasm episode but there's there was something really compelling about the drama throughout that I thought was very, uh, very much gravitated towards. Yeah. Uh, too soon to tell. Could be, you know, recent bias. Yeah. Well, we, we got to see the deep have sex with an octopus. So, you know, there's some craziness in this episode, too. Cartoons coming to life, you know, filling <laughs> in some of the so gaps. Stupid. What a dumbass. Uh, no one's ever going to. <laughs> no, nah, someone else. Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> it doesn't work. The one fetish no one actually has. <laughs> Rule thirty-four broken. All right. Well, that was um, that was excellent. That was All right. Before we talk more about this, roar from our sponsor who has saved us in many many troubles. Thank you to Storyblocks for sponsoring this video. Being the cinematic artisans we obviously are, we are always in search of ways to make our videos look better, faster, and most of all, for cheap. Cheap is good. And if you're a content creator or filmmaker or anything in between, you're probably in a similar position. It's tough to get your content looking as good as it can be without breaking the bank or burning yourself out in the process, which is why I heavily encourage you guys to check out what Storyblocks has to offer. Cheap is good. Do you feel like this is their way of telling us that the videos could be looking better? Yes. 
whether it's the credibility of an exotic establishing shot, the soothing comfort of the perfect music bed, or just the satisfaction of increasing your graphical capability. Storybox has an incredibly inclusive and diverse library of faces, places, sounds, titles, transitions, filters, and effects. And more. Over a million assets, royalty-free, and available for personal and commercial use with your membership. Sounds so affordable. <laughs> it is quite affordable. They have multiple subscription levels to suit your exact needs, whether you're an independent indie solo creator or a whole team. So if you want to learn more, head on down to our link in the description box and get started. That's at storyblocks.com slash rejects. Now, back to the video. I had a feeling the... Mindstorm? <laughs> what is I think it, it was of? Mindstorm. Yeah, something, something like that. Had a feeling he would die um, only because that image from the trailer kept coming into my freaking brain. Yeah. Of soldiers, specifically the saw that that they showed in the trailer and pounding down the grass. And I'm like, uh, it looks like it's this episode. It's <laughs> yeah. probably in these here woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, I gotta hope it doesn't. But uh, yeah. There's so much to love about this uh, so far. I mean, like Jensen Ackles is just knocking it out of the park in a lot of ways. When you find out this twist of like he's the father of Soldier Boy. In so many ways, you're like, this is so, it's so twisted, and it's like could be the perfect relationship that a homelander could have ever asked for oh. to have this guy as his dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, who better to identify with and to show you the ropes than someone who's confident in these old values yes. that don't apply for today as much? Yes. And uh, it is, it is like that is wonderfully woven i don't know if it's like that in the comics um but in terms of storytelling for the show that's a mind blower right there like it's it's so much because the the possibilities and, and now it makes me hope more than ever that they keep soldier boy alive yeah that they don't kill him off because i mean jensen ackles is just doing an, a, an excellent job a, like truly an excellent job and uh, like he's he's like he's kind of scary you know yeah. and it would make he's unhinged in, in other ways that and, you know but he also i like i really like that scene with the priest and the nun because you do believe huey that dude no you're just being paranoid it might be the drugs it's whatever's happening in your mind he finds yeah, out he's turning fine, like dude. oh yeah this guy's he actually is, because as much as there's that whole thing about how he didn't actually storm normandy you know that that was all just a front at the same time you do see that but he he is lethal and he can kill anyone and he's, he's a good action. soldier he's a good warrior yeah and yeah. Uh, he knows how to intimidate and uh i think i think uh you know he, he's there's I'm trying to figure out what like what makes him likable even though jensen ackles doesn't try to make this guy likable i yeah something about just the confidence or you know i don't well, know what it is yeah it's like the calmness with which he does most thing not everything but there's like a certain level of like yeah he just seems so like assured and steady and it also seems like if you don't piss him off he'll probably be fine unless you're you know somebody that society back when he yeah. was around didn't accept so much it's, it's weird yeah it's it's I, I wonder how i would feel if i'd never seen jensen ackles on supernatural but part of it is like i i really have been enjoying the subtle difference of character because he does really feel like somebody out of that time somebody who is that sort of loner who you know is very much an archetypical man but who probably does have some issues but not in the way like a vietnam veteran has issues. like like you know uh 
he he feels very of that great war you know world war ii sort of era and uh i feel like there's maybe something that comes with that that is just a bit homey or quaint when it's not the ugly parts of it yeah <laughs> or something because yeah he, he just really inhabits it so well and you know obviously you have like chris evans to bounce off of because obviously this is a riff on captain america and the comics and blah blah but I, I feel like there's something just so gratifying and so rich about what he does and, and the fact that it is kind of perfect casting, but that he's also really able to bring these layers to it. And, and, and yeah, you really feel, I think, the the sort of, I don't know, there's something like really uh, authentic feeling to me about how kind of hard to tell where his allegiance will ultimately lie and how much on the same side you can be with him. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean the interplay with with him and Butcher and Huey, but then to go one step further and take Butcher out of the mix and just him and Huey, I thought was was so fun to watch. Well, we don't really know yet how much the the fame and all that matters to him right now. Yeah, you know, whereas like Homelander thrives so much off of that on the image. Where it's like, yeah, he, 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 you know, he cares about that, or at least he did care about that. But who is he now? Like, is, is the soldier boy of today the kind of guy who would give a shit about that, or would he just want to be like, "You're my kid. I'm on your side." Yeah, because you could totally see. It, was, it seemed like inevitable that there, there's going to be something that happens that makes them team up. I did not see that twist coming. Oh, and uh, it seems like there were be some seeds planted uh, definitely some seeds planted but it seems like there'd be some something planted that, that allude to that in some way but it was you know like you got some little subtle things that make you look back of like homelander revealing that you were my hero i watched all of your movies and that hey the, like um you know stan Edgar and the flashbacks of the the animated version of black noir's memories saying that there's a baby and uh th- thinks it'll be better than than um soldier boy <laughs> it's just like there's some things that make you it could have made did you guys ever did anyone in the comments did you guys honestly ever guess that that might be the twist because that is a hell of a twist to me and it just creates such a just a fascinating complexity and like what direction will they go in the finale like what are they gonna do now that is such a great groundwork for a finale where you're like i have no clue what's gonna happen i have have no clue other than the fact that it seems like they might team up or soldier boy still might want to take him out or homelander still might want to take him out but either way it creates a nuance i did just was i could not anticipate and uh i respect the hell out of that um, so much because this season's got me on edge. Like, oh yeah, I, I think that's why I like this more because I, I'm just so tense the whole time I'm watching it, and I, and I don't recall being like this, like shoulders shrugging the whole time yeah. of like I could feel the tension in my shoulders that I'm so worried that people I care about are are gonna die at some point or there's something's gonna even with like Todd and 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 and, and, and MM. I kept thinking, like, does Todd have a gun? Like, that's yeah. where my mind was going. <laughs> it, it really feels, again, like anything could happen, and it, it, it's it, in a way that makes it, 
I don't know, I'm pulled into the point where I'm not sitting there trying to predict things, but at the same time, it also isn't, yeah, raising these obvious things where I'm like, oh, this is probably coming or that's probably coming. Like, it does feel dangerous and it does feel like you can't really trust anybody. You can't talk too loud. Like, it, it, they've done a really nice job at developing these stakes. And two, I, I think it's good that they temper the morality with things like what happened with, um, uh, you know, mind wave or whatever his name was <laughs> uh, where it's like you know you have Huey and, and, and it's such a narrative convention for it's like yeah he makes him this promise and it is a merciful promise and it's well within Huey's character but it goes so poorly and I mean it's not that one of the main characters got killed this guy just showed up this episode for m the most part and you know is now dead but at the same time that moment made the things feel unpredictable from a dramatic sense of 100%. like yeah you assume that no Huey's gonna get Huey's gonna make good on this, and that's gonna make things way worse for the home, uh, you know, for the uh, soldier boy story. Whereas now I'm like, I don't even know where that is. I'm like, because he just, you know, murked the guy on the spot. It didn't seem like he really stopped to listen to what they were doing or talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's like I could imagine some version of this uneasy alliance with Huey and Butcher continuing. I could also imagine it going completely awry. And I love that, you know, each episode they managed to cultivate that quality. Or even with Kimiko and Frenchie, every time we see them, it's like, I'm so afraid someone is gonna you know spray bullets through the room or one of them's gonna yeah. explode or something like when they put it the when she took the v again i was like oh god please don't do something horrific right now because yeah everything feels volatile and alive i don't know if this is intentional but this is more of like the kind of commentary that i usually like from the boys because like we had like one nitpick about the whole thing with uh, A Train and Blue Hawk, the the scene where or the shit show went down, where it seemed like it was just a little too overt for our tastes. Um, it, it it was the it just it seemed like crazy timing right now with um, you know what's been going on in America lately, women's choices uh -huh. of what to do with their bodies. So oh. it's fascinating to have this thing with Kimiko, who has this character arc of someone who's always felt like, you know, cursed and ashamed of who and what she is. And a big part of this is her deciding what to do with her powers and, and the choice to put it back inside of her. And that's her choice of what to do with her body. And it didn't sound like political commentary women are allowed to do what they want they should be allowed to do what they want with their bodies it's their choice but then when i you know when the episode ends and i pause thinking i'm like oh that's kind of like what they're well i don't know if that's the intention that's at least what i'm it's getting from the conversation it. Yeah. yeah well and if you look across the episode then you have queen Maeve who is being yeah stripped exactly. of that yeah. bodily autonomy we're gonna harvest your eggs and, yeah. and also though at the same breath her taking the alternate choice of i cannot wait until i am free of this i choose to give it up, you know. They shot this episode two, uh, two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, we got to update the scripts. <laughs> Guys, can we get everybody back in here really quick? We got some. Got to be topical. Got political got to be topical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much stuff's happening in America. Slow down. Uh, yeah, I really like that because I like, I like how it just feeds into the character arcs for them and, and even for Maeve, who, who has not had much screen time this season, but... You know, as someone who has has uh, been so afraid in the last couple of seasons, and then slowly found the strength to come out, 
um, <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Didn't mean the gay thing, but sure, why not? <laughs> she did. Um, under, <laughs> not by her choice, though. <laughs> and, and but the 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 at the end of the second season, and here, you know, it seemed I like the mislead of like you see her sword training. She's practicing gearing up, ready for battle, and and that's not at all what's happening. What she is learning instead of like pulling some sneak attack maneuver, you know, kind of like what Payback did to Soldier Boy. She's just unafraid now like she could die by anything she says she could just get anything wrong like she could say the wrong thing yeah. to set off homeland or to laser her face <laughs> and she doesn't care anymore like she's she's already in her own mind sort of one just by the sheer fact that homelander she gets to witness him being afraid and and being weak and i i like that they've allowed her character to go down that path too so it's really it's really cool what they've been doing with with the arcs of, of of everyone here and then also watching the turmoil they go through because even with butcher you know i, I like that they were correlating past memories to scenes from other episodes not from this season yeah so i don't know like how much of the backstory like these specific core memories that butcher had were always part of the writing were always there like of course it was always implied especially with the second season bringing up lenny getting the father into the equation having the confrontation with him of course that was always there it's just these specific memories that do mirror very specific sequences from moments from season one like when he's beating i forget Haley joel osman's character name oh yeah yeah. but when he's beating oh. him in the bathroom or when he when he hits huey in season two um, or even, or even like the fact of how he, you know, tries to get rid of Huey in a lot of ways is like, or abandon Huey is like how he abandoned his brother. So I think the correlations, the connection, the, the connective tissues that they, they, they strung together from not just because it's easy to kind of just pull from this season. Yeah. Usually when you do some type of memory shit like that, but the way the editing worked and then to pull from those moments, I thought was really neat because it does make it feel like it was always intentional, whether it was or not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it at least feels like it was those scenes were always intentional to those core memories. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a really it's an it's a nifty choice as a way to humanize a character and to dig below the surface without feeling like you lost the character or something like that. Because especially Butcher, I feel like, you know, the part of the charm and part of the fun is because of how high those walls are. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I thought this was a nicely oriented, I mean, it's a harsh storyline. Can't say that word anymore. That's racist. Oh, I'm sorry. A nicely Chinese way to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a nicely, uh, 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 it was a conscientiously considered way of plopping that device into the story, and uh, and yeah, it's like it, it's it's great because it's in the moment. In reality, it's like, oh crap, this is a wrench we didn't account for. But also, like it, it really is hard to watch him go through that continually and to see the way that he breaks down over time and and i think carl urban you know he's so much like there's all tons and tons and tons of praise and love for his performance on this show but i thought here it really underpinned how he's so great because it's in those little in between nuance moments like when he's having that whole reverie at the end when he's standing there considering everything that's just happened soldier boys in the next room he gets the call from annie and you just watch what's happening in his face as he's trying to do the right thing but he just can't 
fully connect to making the progress and it's there's just yeah it was like again the show has all the pulp and all this fun enjoyable craziness but also they know really well how to you know punch the feels in a way that doesn't feel cloying or cheap or you know oh i've seen this a thousand times before and i mean we have seen stories like this before but it feels authentic to this character well he i mean he's always been um I guess the difference is, is like how he just didn't end up like a, a murderous monster is he, a lot of that is stemmed from him also simultaneously being a protector yeah. because he was always a protector of his younger brother. So that's, he's always kind of been like a, a, a and there's always been a monster inside this guy that's also been a hero simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like the gray that's painted there. And even if what felt like a more realistic choice is, you know, you, you think after seeing like, you know, flashback galore and, and whatever trope it might be uh, where, you know, modern day character gets to walk through past circumstances of traumatic memories. Usually that means like he's going to be softer now. He's going to say something that's going to show he's really grown and learned from what happened here. Now, I don't know. It could, it could all be like a, a manipulation tactic because we've seen that happen many times now where he says something, he lures friend to situation we just saw recently on the flip on the opposite side of something more messed up with Mother's Milk with Soldier Boy when he drugged Mother's Milk, like lured him in, but then had a, a secret motive. And so it could be the same thing, mm -hmm. but you know, with something positive uh, of like, I'm just going to act like we're going to get more V24 and then really he's going to like hide him somewhere or, or some shit. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or take him someplace to make him dry out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it could be that. <laughs> That's going to be the finale. It's just Huey and Butcher in a locked room trying to sweat it out. <laughs> but I like the ending choice for the moment, at least, that it, because it, it wouldn't feel undercut if that is the reveal in the next episode. It won't. Because in the in the immediate moment, I like the choice that also feels just as human for him to not have learned. Yeah. <laughs> because that's real, that's people in real life yeah. all the time. It's a like mess. They, it, the, the issue is the identity he has of himself is as I am the one who destroys the lives of people around me. And of course, the nice thought is to you know, be like, oh, I'm aware of this now and I will not do it. But the reality thought, the, the real world is most people just live off of the identity they have of themselves, which is if he, the real person would go, I destroy lives around me. So I'm going to, you know, whether I like it or not. And yeah. uh, so I like the human quality of that. But like I said, yeah. if come next episode, if he's not really going to do that, I'm not going to feel like something was cheaped out or something like that because no. it still hits. Um, yeah, absolutely. Here. It's one of those things, too, where, where you know you could fully see him falling back into that that trap of thinking that leaving is going to help when right. it's the opposite of helping or, or something like that. Pulling away is going to help when it's not. Well, in Homelander, getting fooled by Starlight, surprised they didn't, he, they didn't go and kill her. I was surprised that like this, like Homelander just didn't snap. He's getting the public back. But that was such a gnarly move by Starlight because I was like, "Is even her?" I'm like, "He's gonna kill her. He's gonna yeah. kill her right now. No one's around. He's snap her neck. He's gonna kill her. He's gonna laser her. Yeah. He's just gonna do it. He's gonna do it." Um, and uh, I I I loved loved that moment uh, when she did whip out the phone and how he just like panics at the sight of that. There's got to be a way to spin the soldier boy thing because now it's like. 
you know, like as much as Homelander is the 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 head of Vought now, and as much as Homelander likes the people's attention, Vought is also in some ways his number one enemy for everything they did to him as a child and 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 to, to now you know a lot of it is Vought is his enemy and Vought is also soldier boy's enemy mm-hmm. so you know like we go on a whole rabbit hole of predictions <laughs> <Nervous>. right now <laughs> yeah of, of what can surmise but as this, this show has taught me to fear the worst <laughs> yeah no i mean i think i think in terms of week to week like this is the best the boys has ever been yeah uh it, yeah, it's, I it's, and I, I i did rewatch the first two seasons and so i like i think the first one is a really tight like i i, I love a lot of there's things about season two i love more than season one um but i think season one is just a, a great like solid first season like it's pretty well awesome rounded yeah 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 even though it has a, a definite not a finite ending because of the cliffhanger um the that is a great season this one though i mean depending on how they landed so far is is shaping up to be like this might be the best one and Absolutely. i'm currently feeling that and i love everything they're doing with like every everyone's so engaging you know mm what he's dealing with with trying to be a dad and i want to bring it back a little bit more to you know mm's motives here with soldier boy because i feel like we've kind of it's it, it it's it's never really seemed like a it serves as a way to get you worried that something's going to happen to MM, but it's never really felt like even in this episode, I, I kind of lost sight of that. Like, oh, yeah, he he wants to kill Soldier Boy for what happened to his family. <laughs> like, I even forgot about it for in the, in the moment yeah. of watching this. And I feel like that's a very important thing that has to be ex- executed in some way. Not saying he has to kill Soldier Boy, but something with that storyline has to feel fulfilled. Something needs to give. And I wonder if there's going to be anything, uh, any direct acknowledging or, or direct kind of reckoning with the fact that they it's like his daughter is being slowly indoctrinated into homelanderism by Todd and just the environment that she's in clearly mom is probably at least somewhat concerned about this but probably doesn't have the reach to make sure that nothing happens there and so it, it does make me wonder for as much as his mission surrounds Soldier Boy depending on what happens with Soldier Boy and Homelander it seems like there, I can see an inroad for him kind of needing to stow some of his Soldier Boy rage so that Homelander perhaps could be taken out which we assume he probably wouldn't be but again I, I like that mystery and I have liked his journey across the show. It's like even though the most pertinent parts of his story don't feel as engaged in an episode like this, let's say, I still really appreciate what they're doing with him and it still feels like part of a well-rounded character's story and I do appreciate that they have two modes for him to explore. You have his past and his core wounds with Soldier Boy, but you also have the very present that has to do with Homelander and his family and I find both of those pretty engaging and now it's more like i want to see him back with the boys though (laughs) yeah like i want to see him fully fledged back with the boys and uh and oh man just quick mention they're good to it at like if a character only shows up for one scene or or like a couple brief moments they're good at making those moments have impact because like a train (laughs) with that Mm -hmm. whole thing of like getting blue hawk's heart transplant and and like i still don't even like some jordan peele shit i know (laughs) it's like what what a horrific nightmare and 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 you're sitting there watching the scene and that's a scene that i think benefits from how brief it is because i'm watching his performance and i'm like okay i can see kind of the shock and horror but also i can absolutely see how even here now in this moment you're probably being suckered 
back in with the, well, I could, you know, perform to the best of my abilities again, and I can be back on top, and I can have movies, and I can be a hero, and be on the seven. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, oh, the fight for his soul, even just for that one scene, like, I, I feel like that is the theme of that character specifically. Is like every time you're like, you're so close to getting to actual moral human levels. Yeah. <laughs> pulls it right back. Uh, I, I'm curious to see where they go with that character. Uh, I, I am fascinated by it because yeah, you're, you you described it perfectly. Um, what what they do with him? Because that I I thought that was like so disturbing what they did. Like it's not a victory in the slightest, and <laughs> to have these like like <laughs> like the. It, it does feel, you know, like they brought up like the Black Lives Matter and they have done the commentary with him, but it's like you are seeing how these corporate white folk are controlling yeah. the life and narrative of this black man's oh, life. Man. Yeah. And just the scope of cruelty. <laughs> it's cruel. It is. It is. Cr even for H-Rate, I'm like, <laughs> damn, that is a cruel thing to do to put this racist white man's heart and, and, and put it inside of him. He literally is going to carry it with him. Yeah. Um, everywhere he goes. How uh, is he going to speak to his brother? God, uh, that is, oh, that is so, that is so cruel. And like the way Ashley has just descended to like just so far down the rabbit hole. Oh yeah, um, corporate PR spin. It's so it's so disgusting, so uh, morbid. And um, I mean, I love the show for doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's inspired. <laughs> it's inspired cruelty, and it's also yeah. something that's like outlandish. But then you're like, well, I could see somebody doing this under the right circumstances Definitely. to keep Definitely. up. You know, to take an opportunity. It's you know, keep up the company line. And the stuff with the deep is just so. <laughs> Oh, so embarrassing. You think you have some awareness that she probably would not be into that. Like, dude, you, you know that people aren't into that like you. Yeah, you, you I, I'm surprised that Deep never found like a message board for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like you would know. I feel like there's something that seemed off about the 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 character choice in that moment, because we've seen him in like uh, other seasons be so ashamed of just the fact that he has gills on his body. And, and two, like anytime he does something sexual with a fish this season, even is he's like a kid, let her know, you know, yeah. like he seems like furtive and, and is like he's trying to hide it. And, uh, and, and you know, it's like, I, I guess the argument to be made is like he's been climbing the ranks again and, and becoming popular again. And, and, and he, he, it's under the, you know, the disillusion that he is, uh, you know, respected <laughs> yeah. he's not and so i can imagine that he's resorting back with his old behavior now and thinking he can just kind of get away with whatever he wants and that he's earned his way there and because he has relied on his what's his wife's name i forget her name god i i wish i remembered um but, i mean props to her because that's also like a as an actor I, I i wonder what it's like to be that role where so much of you is like the presence and just like you know being off to the side and encouraging but she has such a presence well she's not just encouraging she's manipulating yeah, she's yeah controlling yeah. like and, and and really holding great interest in the outcomes of all these things yeah yeah Ugh, that's oh, so gross i know are we going to see i, I mean we got to see that hannity appearance <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we got to see what the deep is like on his own um gonna watch him flounder well, this was a, a wonderfully, wonderfully woven episode. And uh, oh, and Black Noir, can't Black forget that. Black Noir. Yeah. Um, this was his, his episode in a lot of ways too. Uh, what information did Homelander get from Newman? 
We never learned that, right? Yeah, I don't think we did. Um, yeah. God. Them two. Oh, that was. See a- the take shot of liberals too. Yes, sir. They were See, all- I mean, they're maybe not as much, but they're there. The Democrats <laughs> are the part of the same broken See? machine. See? <laughs> the third party. We need some alternative to this. We got the one main character to do that towards. <laughs> Can you enact true change within the system that breaks your back? <laughs> I mean, the black noir character has always been hypersensitive, and that's kind of been like what's made him likable is how sensitive he is in, in these in these random moments, like playing piano or crying or something like yeah. that. So I've, I, 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 I like not allergy. Yeah, I like how they're really like doubling down on it, but uh, it's cool how they brought it back into like a disturbing formula again to see these flashbacks, but through child animation, yeah. child hand drawn animation. Yeah, it's icky. Messed up. And then, yeah, it's like it's just the right amount of demented because you're like well he was much younger when all this happened and uh if you had your brains bashed i guess you would crack a little too yeah because you did see his face messed up and then but you didn't see how that happened yeah and so i think like as as an unveiling you know like i think i think um i think season two of the boys felt a little bit more like you have to you kind of got to get a little bit more of this in a, in a binge yeah like some yeah, some yeah. episodes worked really well week to week and then a, a part a big part of it felt like you kind of needed more but since episode one when they did release all three this has felt like it could have been week to week from the very first episode and uh, i think this i think that's a big part of what makes this season stronger yeah. than the others because individually each episode is worth like yeah. t- taking a breather from and just absorbing what they did for that one episode. Yeah, each one stands as a piece. Definitely. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you to Storyblocks for sponsoring this video. You can check us out on Patreon as well. What did you guys think? Uh, leave your thoughts down below. And hey, let's end this last but not least with a patron of the day shout out. John. Shout out Ryan Cross Project. And if you do not successfully know how to obviously link this to the boys, I will be so ashamed. Ryan Cross Project. Ryan, okay, listen. So you uh, are the little boy Homelander's son, and you're getting mad. Ryan's a little bit cross. But what if we got Ryan mad at the right thing that's the project because if we can aim (laughs) ryan's anger in the right direction we could get a leg up on homelander because think about it he slags his son off in speech but he's gotta have at least some kind of familial connection or bond and uh and i think you would be a perfect living embodiment of a you know more grown ryan from the show which is why i'm hoping we can parlay this here shout out the other Ryan, I assume your name in real life must be Ryan Cross, and the project of this shout-out is to get you a guest spot as a flash-forward version of Ryan on a future season of, uh, what's the Spanish for boy? Um, the boys, I don't know, I was going to say like uh, Los Hombres or something, but that's the Friends um, you know, <laughs> Los Ninos. There you go, Los Ninos. That's my project for you, Ryan Cross. I want to see you on the not so big but big production value screen, my dude, my guy, my buddy, my pal. Hope you're doing well, and uh, don't laser anyone's face off. Could you do that? You did it. <laughs>
Thank you. I tried. 